You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Hello, Oilers fans. Thank you once again for tuning in to another edition of The Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name, of course, Connor Halley. Make sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. And very quickly here, quick shout out to our sponsor, DraftKings. Sign up today, use promo code THPN. You got three more football games you can get going with the NFL, lots of hockey, lots of NBA, golf, MMA, and more on DraftKings. Make sure to use promo code THPN when you do so. I'll tell you a little bit more about later on in the show. And we've got a good one for you. Lots to get to for the Edmonton Oilers, of course. Hernan Salas of TSN 1260 is going to join me for a quick conversation about the Oilers victorious Last night, uh, Evander Kane, where he thinks he'll fit in the lineup. Lots to get to with Hernan Salas. Uh, of course, you can catch him on the lowdown with low tide Monday through Friday. Sticking with TSN 1260, we'll get to Jeff Walker. He, of course, one half of the Dave Jameson show right now from noon to two on TSN 1260. We'll talk, of course, about the Edmonton Oilers with Jeff. And we'll bring in Shang Peng of San Jose Hockey now. He helps cover the Sharks with NBC Sports down in the Bay Area, of course. That was the last NHL franchise that Evander Kane played with. He was with their AHL affiliate earlier on in the season. Two goals, six assists in five games. Very productive at the AHL level, and now he's a member of the Edmonton Oilers. He spoke to the media earlier on today, and uh, for those of you who missed it, I would recommend you head over to the Oilers' YouTube channel. I think they probably have it up on you know Facebook and Twitter as well. But uh, about a 20-minute conversation between uh, the media and Evander Kane, Ken Holland, and Dave Tippett. Um, definitely worth a listen. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit here on the podcast with Jeff and Hernan. But for me, uh, the, the takeaways, I mean, Evander Kane seems like he, he's ready to move on, right? Uh, someone who's had his name... Uh, in the public eye for a long time and, and not always for the best reasons. I, you know, one of the things that stood out to me is that he accepted responsibility for the things that he's done, but he doesn't want to take responsibility for those things that he didn't do. And, uh, that would obviously be the, the accusations that were false. Uh, unfortunately, you know, in, in today's day and age, those things are still going to be brought up. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't mind what Evander Kane had to say. I, I thought he came out and, and said all the things you'd, you'd like him to say. Obviously, happy to be a part of the Oilers and get the chance to play with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Said it doesn't really matter who he plays with. Either way, uh, he thinks it's a good fit for him. So I recommend go checking that out. Give uh, give it a listen and uh, you know let me know on Twitter what you thought of his press conference earlier on on Friday. The Oilers heading out to Montreal to take on the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday. It's a 5 o'clock puck drop mountain time. Pre-game coverage, Tom Gazzola, myself, Matt Casson, we'll have you covered on TSN 1260 at 3.30. As I mentioned today on the show, we are going to get to Jeff Walker, of course, from TSN 1260, Shang Peng, who covers the San Jose Sharks. But we'll start things off with Hernan Salas of TSN 1260. You can get him on the Locked On Oilers podcast, two guys in a goalie with Cassian, Gage, and Dusty Nielsen. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Hernan Demand. Hernan, thanks for doing this today, my friend. How are you doing? I'm good, man. It's Friday. <laughs> Friday, Oilers play on Saturday and a 5 o'clock start, which means post game's going to be at like 7.40. Nice, nice and early. Niners, Canada on Sunday. So yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, just before we get to the Oilers and Evander Kane, there's a few things to discuss. Uh, Canada soccer last night victorious, outstanding performance. The Oilers victorious. Chile, not so much. Not yeah, so much. But two out of three, not bad, right? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was very happy for Canada to pick up a road win, three points. Uh, they're getting closer and closer. It's always good to see Edmonton Oilers. I mean, one of their better games of the season. Still gave up the first goal. Now they have a franchise record in that. That's probably a record you don't want. But they played well and able to fight back. And then uh, overtime was fun once again. And then in the shootout, it's just, I mean, outstanding by uh, Conor McDavid. And Miko Koskinen was was uh, was really good. The the McDavid goal. I mean, Soros is a good goaltender. But when Mc, <laughs> yeah. McDavid cuts to his left, Soros is so far to his left and then throws the glove up. Like, it was hilarious just how quick it goes. And, like... Like I said, Soros is a very good goaltender. Yeah. That's just what McDavid does. Yeah, he's just so damn good. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, Soros is a hell of a goaltender, but yeah, he, he digged him out of his, uh, out of his jock on that one. Like, he even had the, the glove hand up. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I was just like, wow, what a move. <laughs> just, and that's Connor McDavid at full speed, right? Like, he can do that to, to the best of the best. And Juicy Soros is right up there. He's an underrated goaltender, but, he was excellent on the night, but kudos to McDavid. Even the goal in the regulation was good. I thought yeah. he, he, you finished that one off nicely. He was going throughout the game, and and now you get Kane into the lineup. So we'll see what what kind of lines we get tomorrow and all that. I know throughout the shows on on TSN twelve sixty, Connor, everybody's throwing out line combos and and, and all <laughs> that. So it should be fun. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I'll, and I'll just say if if I was in Taros's, you know, shoes, skates, pads, equipment. In that situation, my groin would have been torn, and I'd be oh yeah, out six to eight weeks. So yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's a tough one. Uh, well, let's just go with that. Uh, Evander Kane spoke to the media. You guys ran it uh, during the lowdown with low tie today. Did anything stand out to you? I mean, I saw the interview with Kayla Gray, part one last night. Um, he was just open, I guess, about his his offside stuff. Um, today, yeah, there's. I mean, he had some humor when he's like, "I came here for the weather." <laughs> Um, you know, it was funny. Kenny Holland's like, he'll make his debut. I thought that was funny because the coach is right beside him, too. So, yeah. Now, I, I mean, he was pushed on a few questions, and I, I think it was the Rashog one, and he goes, Well, I don't have that kind of time. And you kind of wish he would have just, like, there's no time limit. Yeah. I know that the players were leaving at 11 to, to head to Montreal. But I think he could have got a little bit more there. And, and he did say, like, I'm not going to, like, pretty much he's not going to apologize for something he didn't do. Yeah. Which is okay. I get it. And Connor. Did he sound more sympathetic, though? And I think that's the, the thing that rubbed people already. Like, it, people were already upset about this, but I think it just rubbed them the wrong way a little bit more because it's just, it almost like he came in with a bit of an attitude. Yeah. And, but that's, but Evander Kane has always been like that. Right. So in the sense, I, 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 I don't like, I get when people say, you know, he doesn't owe me an apology. Like, he doesn't owe me, Hernan, an apology. Like, I, hey, whatever you do, I'll listen to your interviews. I'll, I'll see what you did on TSN. I'll see what you did today with the, with the Edmonton media. Mm-hmm. And I'll make my own conclusions, man, whether I want to believe you or not. And at the end of the day, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, Connor. I ain't perfect. I'm far from it. So I'm not one of those guys that's just, you know, on a high horse and, Listen, what he's done off the ice is well documented. Uh, a lot of it is <laughs> not ideal. It's not ideal, and he. But a lot of it, he said, like, hear it from me because a lot of the stuff out there is just sometimes it gets blown out or it's hearsay or whatever, right? Like, yeah. so I don't know about the um, the team stuff. He said, like, it was all okay. Like, I don't like. Do you believe that? I don't know. At the end of the day, you go with what you want to believe in. So. 
I'm kind of rambling on, but I just, because I think it's such a sticky situation that I, I see both sides. I see people that are okay with it. Okay, fine. Like, he's, you're more worried about what he's going to do on the ice. That's fair. And I see the people that can't get past what he does on off the ice. And I understand it. Con. Yeah. How can you not? So, at the end of the day, I think I'm a person that believes in second chances. And people don't say, oh, Hernan, it's like four, five, six, seven. It, true enough. True enough. But again, Evander Kane owes me nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't owe me an explanation or... He doesn't need to tell me or or, or or anything like that. So for me, on the ice, I like the addition. I love the addition. Off the ice, I hope he can keep his head, his head and everything he does here clean, and he can just be a good teammate. But we'll find out in three months, Connor, if this worked or was an absolute disaster. But I understand people that are, don't like it. Mm-hmm. But on the, on the flip side, I am intrigued to see him what he can do with this team. Is that what? fair? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I think even the people who hate this move wish they weren't doing it. Even want to see like, well, let's see what he does on the ice. Like, yeah. if he scores three goals on Saturday afternoon, people are gonna be like, okay, well, hockey wise, maybe this was the right move. Because not... you you can like what he does on the ice. Yeah. And right. Just like like the hockey the player. Yeah. You don't have to like the Evander Kane outside of hockey. If the truth came out, I think you would dislike. I don't want to know what the number is, but a lot of professional athletes away from their game. They're not always the best people. And this isn't an Edmonton thing, an NHL thing. Like, you see this in every league. Yeah. That Let's be honest, Connor. Like, money, championships, and if you can score points in any of the five leagues, six leagues, whatever you want to throw in there, that's all that matters to these teams because mm-hmm. it's a business. Yeah. Whether you agree with that or not, it's it's the, the Edmonton Oilers are not the first team to bring in a troubled player. No, no, and I brought it up on the podcast different, but Antonio Brown. Thank you. The, the Ravens still might sign him. He helped the Buccaneers win a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, if if you can be a serviceable athlete, professional teams will take a chance on you, and they'll give you the exact same cliche answer. Well, we're going to give him another chance. He's got the, how much heat did Conor McDavid take two weeks ago for his comment, like saying, like, whatever, like, it is what it is. Yeah. Tom Brady has defended Antonio Brown even this last time when he walked off the field. Yeah. Why isn't Tom Brady taking heat for defending someone like Antonio <laughs> Brown? But that's what, it you is. know what I mean? So, Maybe in Tampa he is. Yeah. So, Maybe. but Conor McDavid was just like, I'm not going to talk about this guy because I truly don't know. Like, he, and maybe he doesn't know everything he did off the ice, right? Yeah. And he was just like, I don't want to say anything bad because this guy's not even my teammate yet. Exactly. Like, what the hell am I supposed to, like, you guys are asking me to talk about a, another person's issues. And it was like, Three or four questions. Yeah. When he was like... And they kept digging. Yeah. And after the second one, he was like, guys, I don't want to answer this because he's not part of our team. Yeah. So yeah. I... And... But... It, it's, it, it's... It's... The one thing that kind of stood out to me, Hernan, was he talked about, like, the growth from 20 to 25, 25 to 30. The most recent things that he's kind of pissed people off with was, like, two months ago. And that's... But that's what I mean, where, like, I think <laughs> there are some, some good parts and some good things he said, but I think he also left a lot on the table. Yeah. A lot to be, uh, you know, a lot that the fans would have been like, I wish he would have said more. And again, he did come off a little attitude-ish mm-hmm. uh, in his presser, kind of, like, just pushing back. And, I mean, that's that's his choice, and, and I'm sure the... I'm sure the Oilers coached him up on kind of where to go and not to go. Yeah. Uh, but... Again, watch his interview with Kayla Gray. Watch his presser today and draw your own conclusions. You don't have to share them, and I don't have to like them uh, or dis- or agree with you or disagree with you. Like I have my thoughts on it. You're going to have maybe the same or different or similar, and we just move forward. I mean, at the, 
again, if this guy produces on the ice, I think a lot of people are going to, because, and is that right, Connor? No, because people are going to be like, well, how can we do it? But it happens. You saw it with Antonio Brown. You've seen it with so many other players that have so many issues off the ice. But if they bring their team a championship or success, people tend to forget about it. Yep. Hey man, everyone loves a redemption story. Everyone yeah. loves a good comeback, and uh, and Cassian's an example, like not to the extent of Evander Kane, right? No, well, I mean, the accusations weren't as bad. No, but they were still it was still bad, it's still questionable. And it a lot of people still, didn't want him here. Yeah, I I remember working here that day when they signed him, and a lot of people were like, "What the hell is Peter Shirelli doing?" Yeah, and it's interesting because like in the eighties, like I'm old enough to remember that nineties. Trust me, you heard a lot of stuff about what these 80s Oilers did. And there's no social media, nothing. Yeah. And I know a lot of people in Edmonton know as well. So, like, what's, like, yeah, Evander Kane's done a ton of crap. But just because some 80s Oilers maybe only did two things that were terrible off the ice, it doesn't make it better or worse. Like, it's still the same. It's just we live in a different time now where everything is out there. Yeah. And, I mean, with social media... His ex-wife has that platform to put it of out course. there, right? And, and on, he talks about it with Kayla Gray. It was on certain days, and you know, like it, it was, it almost like it almost seemed planned. Now I hate talking about, and, and this goes before anybody about what he his relationship is with mm-hmm. wife and daughter, because I think that's just so his business. Right? It's his business. Yeah. Like I'll never comment on that because it's I I truly don't know. I don't know his wife. I don't know Evander Kane. They have a little one. They have a little one together, and and it's just. You know, like some of the stuff we saw in the inbox today was just like not a lot of it. Like it was actually a good conversation today, mm-hmm. but you get the you get the few rowdies that are just out there, and you're just like, "Holy smokes!" Like, I, I will say one last thing about him. Uh, just talking with people, we get a chance to meet a lot of people, talk to a lot of people in this business. Um, from two of his former teams, I'd heard Buffalo. That room was toxic. Okay. One of the most toxic rooms this person has ever been a part of. And that's not great, but not just on him. Okay. Uh, in San Jose, wasn't liked by a handful, like he said. It was a handful of guys, not the whole room. But So there, there is some questions about that. And one more thing. You talked about the 80s Oilers. Uh, Sliv DeLorean, the old locker room attendant, equipment manager, was on the podcast maybe even a year ago. It was a long time ago. He told a story about how he like went and picked some up from a bar. He was like 16, they called him responsible yeah. but they was like a game night and they didn't want to get in trouble for the coaches so he like went out and picked them up so <laughs> that stuff happens uh and and, and yeah at like least they were responsible but Connor, not every team's lovey-dovey with each other yeah like not every player likes every player on the team like and that's natural i mean we've played sports never even close to a pro level but i've played a lot of sports and i didn't like everyone on my team now do you tolerate them and be respectful and and all that, and you have his back on the pitch or whatever you're playing. Of course you do, but for, when people say, "Well, uh, you know, he wasn't liked in the room," well, not everybody likes everybody in a room. Like I think that's unrealistic. Where the team is just everybody's buddy buddy. You see groups and cliques in, in every team. Uh, uh, I was going to call you Tommy. Well, well that is your name, you uh, Connor. So like that stuff to me is not like huge because you can still get through it. Uh, Hernan, uh, just uh, coming out as we're discussing right now, uh, the Edmonton Oilers making a transaction. Willie Legas into the taxi squad. Colton Sevier on waivers. Obviously, corresponding moves when you sign a guy like Evander Kane. Yeah. That's going to happen. Uh, guys get pushed down the lineup. Uh, 
I know we got to wrap up with you very quickly. You got to get your podcast. Yeah, going no here. worries, no worries. Uh, just for the game in Montreal on Saturday, where do you expect Evander Kane to slot into the lineup? Ooh. And uh, Stuart Skinner, you think gets to start here? Probably an ideal situation for him to get back out there. Man, those are two very interesting questions. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, ideally, you want to see Kane with Connor. Yeah, I have a feeling Tippett's going to slow play it though. It's just, I don't know, man. Kane on the fourth line? Four I minutes. have a feeling, but I hope not. <laughs> like, if it were me, I'd play him with Connor and see what you have. Now, on the right side, I don't know who you play there. Do you keep Yamo or play JP there? Um, but I hope he's with Connor McDavid. And then, as far as the goaltending, Koskinen's won three straight. He's playing well. Do you want to go away with that? From that, sorry. Um, Skinner needs to get in there as well. So that's, oh man, I don't. Against Montreal, who? You know what I do? I'd probably go Skinner tomorrow and then Koskinen in Ottawa. I think that's fair. I don't think you want to sleep on Ottawa, man. I know they no, lost Bathurst. Or Montreal. There. You can't sleep on anyone, well. especially the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> so I don't or go does do you throw Skinner against Ottawa to kind of redeem himself for that Saturday game when they kind of blew it in the third period? Like it's I don't think there's a wrong decision here. Now, people are going to say, well, Koskinen plays bad when he plays too much, but, I mean, it's four games in, in a stretch of uh, just under a week. Like, is that a lot? Like, starting goaltenders do that all the time. Now, I know he's not a legitimate number one starting goaltender, but, I mean, I think you have to kind of ride the hot hand. So I'm kind of torn here because <laughs> with Skinner, you never know. Like, look at that Ottawa game. Good be- good for 40 minutes, and then third period was a stinker. No, it wasn't all on him. But Skinner's been good and bad sometimes in the same game, so you really don't know what you're going to get. Now, Koskinen's been the same, but at least Koskinen's in the last three games, he's, he's, he's making timely saves. He's giving his team an opportunity. So do you want to go away with that when he's kind of feeling good about himself again? So, I don't know. Maybe Koskinen tomorrow. I can't believe I'm saying this, but... <laughs> See, I'm, I go Skinner tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Montreal leaks goals, man. They've given up more goals than the Coyotes, who really don't give a shit this year, and the Seattle Kraken, who are an expansion franchise. Like, I, I think the offense should, knock on wood here, should have a field day, and I think Stuart Skinner has a chance to get back out there. Nico, he needs his rest every once in a while, so that's the way I go. But <laughs> yeah. no, it's oh, going to be man, That's too funny. That's too funny. <laughs> we'll see but listen, happens. Connor, you know, in this day and age... There's there's so many more things in life that are more important. Um, I mean, and I I get I get the anger towards Evander Kane. I get the anger towards the organization, and I just for me it's I look at it just on the ice, and I think he's going to help. Yeah, do I agree with how he lives and does his things off the ice? And you brought up like I've grown from twenty to twenty five, and you're like, well, have you? And he left a lot to be desired today in his pressure. I think so. You can like the hockey player. You don't have to like the person off the ice. And I think that's fair, Connor. If if anyone tells me that this is a bad hockey move on the ice, it's not. Though. Yeah, like he's you. You don't get this caliber of player dropping into your hands for two mil, two mil prorated. Yeah, You're not even paying him the full two mil. Like it doesn't happen. So what happens off the ice, we'll see. On the ice, yeah, yeah. And I hope you're going to score more goals. I hope. I genuinely hope he turns his life around off the ice. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For his for his sake, his daughter's sake, you just hope everything's good. But his ex wife. Like, but if fans want to cancel their tickets, not go to any more games, support the the organization, I one hundred percent understand them. And that to each their own, Connor. Like I said, make your own conclusions from what he had to say.
People might... Uh, but actions speak louder than words. That's why I said in three months, we'll know how this worked out for the Edmonton Oilers. I'll say this. The Edmonton fan base, people might sell their tickets or cancel. There will be people lining oh, up to buy them. Well, we had text and, today saying, hey, we'll take those tickets. So, And there will be people lining up to buy mm-hmm. number 91 Evander Kane jerseys. For sure. For sure there it's, is. Uh, it, the, the fan base here wants a good hockey team, and there's some people that, that clearly don't care about off the ice, and... Um, that's their decision. Hernan, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Great stuff from Hernan Salas, TSN 1260. You can hear him Monday through Friday on the Lowdown with Low Tide alongside Alan Mitchell, 10 a.m. till noon. He's on the Locked On Oilers podcast, Two Guys in the Goalie. Oilers post-game coverage on TSN 1260. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter, at Hernan Demand. We're going to keep the TSN 1260 train going here. Uh, Jeff Walker. The newest member of the TSN 1260 team. You can hear him on the Dave Jameson Show alongside Matthew Awanik. Joins me now. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at JeffWalker30. Jeff, thanks for doing this today. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Well, uh, I'm pretty good. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers have won three straight, so yes. that, that's making our lives a lot more enjoyable oh, at yes. TSN 1260. Oh, yes. A lot less negativity. Uh Shouldn't say no negativity because of Andrew Kane, officially a member of the team now. The Oilers had the press conference earlier today. Um, hearing from Evander Kane, and we'll get to the Oilers' win last night later on. But what did you what what stood out to you about Evander Kane in his press conference as he spoke to the media today? Uh that is a very interesting question because you know, like he he came off really well spoken. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he was well spoken. I thought the answers to the questions that were asked to him, I thought they were really uh, really good answers. But I don't know if he really answered the questions, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? Like he, he did a really good job of kind of avoiding the, the direct answer, if you will. And, uh, for me personally, um, on the ice, I think we've said it before, you know, on the ice, he is exactly the player that the Edmonton Oilers need. It's just that stuff off the ice that, uh, who knows what really happened. I don't think we're going to get any of the real information. And not only did they have the presser with them this morning, but I don't know if we uh, caught uh, the, the Kayla Gray interview that he did on yeah. TSN as well. Both of those things, anytime he was asked a question about uh, something that happened off the ice, he had a really, he had a way of just, avoiding or dodging that question or deflecting it somehow. So, like, I don't know if he showed any remorse for things that he did in the past. And, you know, I think that that's kind of what I was hoping or wanting to see out of a press conference with him. I'm one of those guys, you know what, I do think if he's going to change his life or if you can turn your life around and be a better person and if playing hockey helps you do that, all the power to you. You know what, I want to see that happen. Uh, But I think for, for me personally, I think you have to kind of accept um, the responsibility of your past before you can move on from it. And I'm not sure if we heard that in either the press conference or that interview on TSN. Yeah, and I mean, I, I haven't really, I listened to the uh, the presser on the way in here, and I didn't really go to social media to see what the response was, but you're in a situation when you've been through all these things. I, I thought he could have maybe gone a little bit further to accept responsibility and let people know, like, hey, I did that. I'm trying to move on instead of kind of just seemed like he was like, I'm going to move on from it. And like very clearly, like some things he didn't want to talk about and was not going to take responsibility for the things that didn't happen where I don't know, maybe you could have been like, well, you know what? Hey, I I put myself in those situations. I didn't do anything wrong, but you know, I, I learned from them or something like that where he didn't really get into it. But um, yeah, I, I would recommend going to the Oilers YouTube channel. You can watch it there. I thought about putting it in this podcast, but then I thought, no, that's, 
not really necessary. Then people who've heard it already have to skip ahead, and that, that's just kind of a waste of time. Uh, so he'll be in the lineup. The team, you know, 11 a.m. Friday, I believe, flew out to Montreal. They delayed the flight an hour so they could get the press conference in with Evander Kane. He's going to wear number 91 with the team. Where would you slot him in the lineup, Montreal? Five o'clock puck drop. What's it going to look like for you, Jeff? Well, I think you got to put him on Connor's wing. I, I really do, right? Like, Connor has needed that type of player on his line for a really long time. Like, don't get me wrong. He's produced with other wingers, but nobody to the caliber that Evander Kane has ever played with him. And so I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. I, I think he would fit well with Leon as well, but I, I think Leon, he's got some, he, he already has some established. Uh, wingers. Yeah. You know, like I know Dave Tippett likes to kind of, you know, spread things around and mix things up a little bit, but Leon usually plays with the same type of player, so I don't think you really need to mess that up too much. And I'm sure Kane probably came here with the thought of playing with Connor. And, uh, you know, he seems to really like Connor and Connor seems to like him. So, you know, maybe not only is he a scoring threat on Connor's wing, but he also adds a little bit of extra toughness to that lineup. And if anybody messes with Connor, then I think Evander Kane kind of steps in there and uh, sets them straight as well. So that's probably where I'm going to start him out. I know a lot of people want to see, uh, yes, the Puliarvi on that line as well. That'd be a pretty big, fast line if that happens. If you have Connor, uh, Yessa and um, and Kane all on the same line, you're like, that's going to be kind of vicious for other teams to line up against. I liked when they, they asked Dave David that question, like, oh, what's the line going to look like? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to put them all together. Yeah. <laughs> like, make David, Dry, Settle, and Kane. Could you imagine? And then, like, you know, if the Oilers go down in games, six on five hockey is going to be a lot of fun with, with the talent that uh, Dave Tibbet can put out there. And you talk about, like, the size and the, the, the type of player that, that Evander Kane is and what he brings to the Oilers lineup. I mean, for me, the one I think of is just Patrick Maroon. Right? Yes. And he's not that big. He's not that rough and tumble. But uh, Maroon had 27 goals with the Oilers playing with McDavid. So Evander Kane, to me, you know, if it's a full season, this guy's scoring 30, maybe 35. Like, that's just the ability that he has playing with an older, more mature Connor McDavid. I think that that could go a long way. We'll see if it happens. Uh the Oilers' victory last night uh, against the Nashville Predators, uh, another one where it wasn't perfection. Uh, took overtime in a shootout to get there, but uh, what did you make of that game and you know, another good performance by Miko Koskinen keeping them in the game. Well, and I think that that's the big story here. You can tell that the players have rallied around Miko Koskinen for these wins. Like just the way that they celebrate the win after the game, they're playing for Miko. And I really like to see that out of the team. As for the game itself, I thought the Oilers played a solid. I'm not going to give them the full 60 minutes. You know, there is a couple lapses there, but uh, that's going to happen throughout hockey games. It's really hard to play an entire 60 minute game. Um, but they came out, they played really hard. Um, they got down again, which you never want to see, but, uh, they didn't let it get them down. And that's what I think is different this week from, say, a couple weeks ago when they were getting down in games. You could see them kind of slump on the bench a little bit. And then from that point on, they didn't really have that push to get back into the game. This time, though, and actually this time and against Vancouver and Calgary, it's been different, right? They've gotten down in the game and that seemed to motivate them more to give it another push. Like, what are they averaging just about 45 shots a game <laughs> yeah. over the last couple of games? Like, that's, uh, that's incredible, right? Like, you're, you're in the offensive zone and you're putting pressure on them, which has been, Something that they've needed for a really long time. So for me, I, I thought it was a, a good win against a good Nashville team. Because Nashville, you know what? They have a great team this year. I don't know yeah. how they got a great team. Uh, but for some reason, they're doing really well this year. So, you know, you went out and you beat a team that maybe you wouldn't have beat a month ago. 
when you were in the middle of that slump. But now it seems like they're kind of climbing out of it. They've got three wins in a row. You're going into Montreal tomorrow with a brand new player and also a, a Montreal team that, let's be real here, these guys are... They're, they're in a tailspin right now. Their goaltending yeah. situation, you don't have Carey Price, and uh, Jake Allen got hurt now as well. So you're on your third-string goaltender Which here. You like you got to be careful, because in Vancouver, it was close Yeah, with a third-string goaltender. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true, too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, honestly, I, I think they're set up for a, a big win again tomorrow. I should knock on some wood by saying that, but uh, I don't know if that's wood or not. But, you know, like, <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, you know, you're set up to maybe make another fourth win. And yeah. uh, if you can pull that out, then you're right back in the mix in uh, the Pacific Division. And that's what it's all about, right? The playoffs are not over in Edmonton, and it's good to see. Yeah, and I mean, the one thing you got to say when you look at that Predators team, like, yeah, it's a little bit surprising, but second in the Western Conference in points. And, you know, just just for comparison, the teams around them when it comes to goal differential, Colorado's first in the West, obviously, lighten it up, 50 goals. Plus 50, I should say. Uh, the team below them in the standings, uh, the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues, plus 35, plus 34. The Preds are 17. So, like, they win close games, right? So, you know, you, you know, you, you can knock the Oilers for that win. Like, oh, it wasn't like a decisive victory, but that's how Nashville plays. It's going to be tight checking hockey. And, uh, yeah, I was impressed with that for the Oilers. And like you say, now you go to Montreal, a team that's on the ropes and you're, got a three-game winning streak going, and you've got Evander Kane now, and uh kind of works out good that you can probably give Stuart Skinner a start, knowing that Montreal is just not playing very good hockey right now. So, yeah, Jeff, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a fun weekend. Uh, pre-game coverage on TSN 1260, 3.30. Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian, and myself. Uh, TSN 1260, you can tune in. Uh, one, one, one more before we let you go here. Now, you told me your, your cousin... Or cousin, nephew. Yeah, cousin? nephew. No, sorry, nephew. Your yeah, nephew my listens nephew. to the podcast. So what's your nephew's name? Uh, Ethan McCleary. Ethan. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Shout out to you. We had to give him a shout out. Oh, yeah. Yo, he's going to love it now. He's going <laughs> to love it. He already loved it beforehand. Now you have a fan for life. Well, life now. that's good. That's good. I, I got to build up that fan base. Yes. So we appreciate him tuning in as we do everyone else. Jeff, thanks for doing this today. I know you got to get running. Uh, you got the show with uh, Matt Owanek coming up. I would say tell us what's coming up on it, but it's going to be passed by the time you yeah, hear this. Yeah. So, you know. Tune in on Monday. We'll have uh, Darren Drager to talk about Evander Kane after the weekend. Tune in Monday. There you go. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets. If your team wins, not a new customer, you can always experience the conference championships with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per 
Customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Great stuff from Jeff Walker of TSN 1260. As I mentioned before, make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at JeffWalker30. You can hear him Monday through Friday on the Dave Jamison Show with Matt Awanik on TSN 1260. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Evander Kane, he, he's going to be a polarizing person here in the city. Um, I, I don't think there's any denying what he can do on the ice. It's off the ice where there's going to be a lot of questions and we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, like I said with Hernan, you know, we, we love a comeback story. We love a good redemption story. And if he's able to, to do that here in Edmonton, I think it's, it's win-win for everyone. Like, like we've said, you know, repeatedly here, we want the best for he and his family and, and everyone involved, but definitely some responsibility he has to take. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out. And as I mentioned earlier on in the show, we wanted to get a, a San Jose perspective of this because, of course, that's where he last played in the NHL. I know he's played in the AHL with the uh, San Jose Sharks AHL affiliate, the Barracuda there. Uh, eight points in five games, I believe. Pretty good season. Uh, he was a San Jose Sharks MVP last year, but it got bad there to the point where they didn't want him in the organization. So obviously, you know, he, he gets released from his contract. That's how he ends up in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to bring in someone right now who, who covers the San Jose Sharks and does it very well. Uh, Shang Peng, he covers the, the team with the San Jose Hockey Now, uh, partners with NBC Sports down in San Jose. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Shang Peng. Shang, thanks so much for doing this today, man. How are you doing? Uh, very good. It's actually a little uh, chillier in Florida than I expected. I mean, as someone who's up in Canada right now, so you, you cover the San Jose Sharks, you're in Florida right now. Uh, that, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, a better uh, a, a weather exchange than Evander <laughs> Kane is taking here. <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't know if you saw his presser today. He spoke to the media and they asked, like, what, why Edmonton? And he said the weather. Uh, started off with a joke, so <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh, obviously he spent the last couple of years with the San Jose Sharks, so you've had a chance to see him firsthand and, and seeing what he can do. Um, I, I just want to ask you, I mean, Let's go with the timeline here. From the time he joined San Jose, uh, we know it's pretty well documented, picked up at the airport uh, by Joe Thornton. We thought things were looking pretty good. And over the past couple of years, obviously, things declined and, and didn't go so well. From your perspective, what went wrong over the past couple of years in San Jose? Um, I, I get the sense that as time went on and strong leadership left the locker room, guys like Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski, um, that maybe they needed Evander Kane to take on more of a leadership role, um, and I don't know if he he did. I know that he he did say in his press conference today that he sees himself as a leader, but I don't think that's how everybody else saw him in the San Jose Sharks locker room. And so I think that um, you know uh, uh, you know uh, when a guy is kind of expected to do more but maybe isn't uh, providing it in in some ways whether it's it is like being on time for things or adhering to dress code or things like that just kind of doing his own thing a, a little bit then that sort of uh, irks uh, uh, people in the locker room now i mean were, were you surprised at all i mean when it when we found out that the san jose sharks and uh, obviously, the Barracuda were kind of wiping their hands of this player. That that the Edmonton Oilers were so quick to to try to jump in there and try to you know bring bring him into their environment. No, no, not not at all. Because um, 
the thing about Evander that everybody agrees with is that he is a fantastic player. Uh, there's not a lot of guys like him who can score 30 goals, who can skate uh, and play physically like he can. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he's an uh, excellent player. And so when he becomes a when his contract gets terminated and he becomes a free agent and you know teams can sign him for the minimum or in this case Edmonton signing him, signing him for one year two million which is you know uh, uh, a drastic cut from what uh, he made in San Jose and, and really what he should make as for the quality of player that that he is um, that you know it's no surprise that team would 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 jump at the opportunity you know the difficulty moving uh, Vander Kane from the summer and early the season wasn't because of the quality of player it was because of the commitment uh, of his contract that had you know three years left and sort of that risk of bringing in somebody like that uh, you know whatever his quality on the ice but uh, you know questions about his uh, his uh, qualities off the ice now I mean we kind of saw it from afar and 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 the questions were asked. Obviously, the, the departure from Buffalo, the departure from the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it like when he when he joined San Jose? I mean, were the doubters there that that maybe this guy did have um, you know maturity issues and things like that? And and if so, how long before people thought, okay, you know what, maybe he's maybe he's turned that corner? Well, absolutely. That uh, there were doubters when he came, but uh, he quickly uh, won over uh, a lot of fans. Uh, it seemed like the locker room, too, uh, with you know a strong performance in the 2017-18 uh, season after he came during the trade, uh, trade deadline. Um, they signed him, the, the Sharks signed him in offseason to a seven-year, $49 million contract, so they must have liked what, what they had seen from Evander uh, on the ice, obviously, but also in the locker room. Um, I think that uh, it was a, a, a bit of a, a surprise that the stuff this summer. No, I mean, no, frankly, it was, it was a lot of a surprise. It caught us off guard because we were under the impression last year, and I think the last year was a little different. Uh, you know, we didn't have any locker room access. It was all Zoom. So there might have been something that, that we, the media, might have seen, you know, uh, if, uh, if we had normal access the last year. I don't know, maybe not. Um, but uh, anyway, though, overall, though, um, it, it, it did end up being a kind of a, a, a surprise this summer how much the Sharks didn't want him back. And, of course, we saw that play out uh, during the summer and during the season and after Evander King came back from his first suspension. And instead of welcoming him back into the Sharks' locker room, which would be the normal thing you would do with a star player and really any player on, on your team, uh, they sent him to the minors. Now, I mean, we talked about it when he when he joined the team. You know, the team was loaded with veterans. Now, obviously, San Jose, mm-hmm. a younger team. Do you think like that that was probably the main reason they didn't want him there? Like, it was just time for a for a culture change, and just they've seen what he can be and didn't need him in that room. Um, I'm not sure if it would be precisely that. I sort of, you know, uh, uh, things that I'm sort of following up on. You know, um, you know, people I, I'm talking to. Um, it's just that uh, he just didn't fit in the overall kind of a team, 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 team ethos, and mm-hmm. maybe he'll do better in Edmonton because he's on a one-year contract, or maybe this has something to do with with a veteran uh, uh, youth thing, where um, you know maybe 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 a guy like a Joe Thornton is going to do a better job of kind of uh, you know maybe a Vander will respect a guy like that more than uh, than somebody else in, in the Sharks locker room who's younger and isn't as as decorated as as a as a jumbo um but um I'm not sure I'm not sure so much what uh, of that but more that just that um that 
I don't think that he was seen uh, by his team. And like, like he like he said today, and I, I agree with it. I don't think all his teammates uh, disliked him or saw mm-hmm. him in this way, but uh, enough of them uh, uh, saw saw him in this way that he wasn't a team player. That they essentially you know ostracized him out of San Jose. Now, when you look at the Edmonton Oilers, uh, I'm going to ask you about on the ice, but off the ice, just having guys like Mike Smith and obviously Duncan Keith, um, the leadership core in Edmonton still kind of on the younger side with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisettle, and Darnell Nurse. Do you think with those guys alone and just, I mean, the player that McDavid and Dreisettle can be when they're on the ice, like, do, do you think that's enough to kind of keep him in check here and, and knowing that this is a, an opportunity for him to have great success? Um, I, I think that, I mean, who knows? You know, you you would think that that Evander would be self motivated himself. You know, with this opportunity here, that he is going to, you know, uh, you know, dot all his eyes and cross all his T's and you know, be the best team guy possible. As I assumed that he was uh, when San Jose first acquired him, that led him to his uh, uh, seven year, forty nine million dollar contract. Um, so I would assume that that he's going to do that, but. Uh, but then, though, you know, we've seen in other places where uh, he starts to go off and on his own page, kind of. Uh, and so, you know, so I think there's a little bit of that uh, buyer beware eventually, you know. So maybe this year it'll be all honeymoon, maybe. Uh, and uh, and uh, it may follow the path that it did in San Jose most, you know, most recently. Uh, but then, though, um, there's there seems to be a chance that a good chance that as in different stops that. Um, you know, he kind of starts to do do his own thing and, and not, you know, not 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 stick with sort of the the team program, and that uh, will start to wear on people. Uh, you know, be it uh, Duncan Keith or whoever is is around in a couple of years. Now he, he's certainly been a polarizing figure uh, with our text on at ten twelve sixty. Some people, you know, just know what he's going to bring to the team. Others worry about a potential distraction with some of the off ice things. But let's look on the ice. Uh, you've seen him the past couple of years. Obviously, uh, this year we've only seen him in the AHL, where he recorded eight points in five games. W- who are the Oilers getting in Evander Kane? What kind of, what kind of player is he going to be for them? Uh, like I said, uh, uh, you're getting a pretty special player, uh, a guy who. Uh, who skates fast, hits hard, shoots hard, uh, does everything kind of at, at full tilt, uh, a shot volume guy. Um, you know, he's also uh, dangerous on the penalty kill. He's, you know, scored his share of shorthanded goals. Um, he's a good player. He's a, he's a, he's a good uh, all, all around player. Um, and so the, the, that's, yeah, so, so, so the, the Oilers have added themselves, you know, assuming that uh, sort of that, that rust. From not playing, uh, you know, um, NHL hockey for a while, it, you know, doesn't doesn't affect him. But you know, Vander's also always been sort of a, um, you know, he's always been said to be, and we've seen, you know, sort of a, you know, uh, 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 you know, well conditioned kind of a physical uh, freak of nature in a sense that like it seemed like you never got tired on the ice. You can always put him out on the ice, uh, and so I would assume that that would carry over here, and so he would be able to jump in with the Oilers pretty quickly and be able to. Uh, contribute uh, contribute uh, immediately, and just over the, the speaking of his last couple of years in, in San Jose, um, you know, last year we voted him the team MVP. Uh, the year before, he also had an excellent season. And uh, while uh, 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 Timo Meyer actually won a team MVP in uh, 2019-20, but actually I voted uh, Vander the team MVP that year. I thought he was the Sharks' most consistent player in that kind of tough season that the Sharks had. Um, so anyway. Um, 
yeah, the 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 Odoas are getting a, a thoroughly good player right here, uh, right here, complete you know all around player. Now, uh, my final question for you here, of course, the Edmonton Oilers uh, blessed to have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle on their roster, guys who can uh, be maybe the best one-two sender in the NHL. Uh, with McDavid's kind of speed-driven line and and Leon Drysaddle's ability to slow the game down and play at his own pace, do you think there's a better fit for Evander Kane? Oh boy, yeah, but I mean that that that's that's interesting. I, mean, I don't think uh uh Banner Kane has ever played with, with anybody of, of that caliber. I mean, even in San Jose he played with, you know, an older Joe Thornton. Uh, you know, Joe Pavelski is a scrappy player, but not, you know, not a Connor McDavid or Leon Leon Dreisaitl. So I think the Oilers will have a lot of options there, whether or not to kind of pair uh, you know, speed on speed with speed with uh, Evander and uh, and Connor, or you know, uh, maybe uh, if you pair him with a Leon Drysaddle, you know, uh, then uh, Evander's speed and and kind of power game can kind of open up more 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 space uh, and and time for uh, for Drysaddle. So I think I think that that is going to be interesting to watch. I mean, I think that that's a good problem to have. Yeah, uh, from a, from a purely hockey perspective, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how the Edmonton Oilers incorporate him into the lineup. Uh, for the San Jose Sharks, uh, you're down in Florida. You've got the Hurricanes on Sunday, then back to Florida for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Nice little road stretch for you there. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a tough task for the the Sharks. You know, they're kind of hanging on to the fringe of the wild card race. You know, with with Edmonton, and uh, these are the best teams uh, of, of the East. So, and they're without Eric Carlson. You know, who's out till mm-hmm. March. So this is going to be a big test for for the Sharks. And right after this road trip, their first game right after this road trip, they have almost two weeks off. Their first game will be Valentine's Day against Evander Kane. <laughs> uh, yes, I've already been uh, had that pointed out to me by my girlfriend. Valentine's Day, 8.30 <laughs> Mountain Time start, and uh, I don't want the pregame show, so I, I might not see her all day. But uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Shang, thanks so much for doing this today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. There you go. That is Shang Pang of San Jose Hockey. Now make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Shang underscore Pang. And uh, some good perspective there. Obviously, we know how good this guy can be on the ice. Uh, as Shang said, didn't really get a chance to play with centers in the uh, caliber of McDavid or Drysaddle in the San Jose organization. So on the ice, we'll be very interested to see what he can do. Off the ice, we will wait and see and, uh, I guess, hope for the best. And that's about all we can do. The Edmonton Oilers, that's what they're hoping for as they take on the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday, 5 o'clock Mountain Time Puck Drop. You can get the pregame coverage on TSN 1260. Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian, and myself. That gets going at 3.30. Then once the game wraps up, postgame coverage. Those two are back with Hernan Salas. I'll have the evening off so I can uh, go home and watch that one. Uh, we're going to be back on a Tuesday here on the Other Connor Podcast. Big thank you to all of our guests today. Hernan Salas and Jeff Walker of TSN 1260, as well as Shang Pang. Big thank you to all of them. Thank you to you guys for tuning into the show today. Thank you to DraftKings. Sign up today. Use promo code THPN. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network. My name's Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Other Connor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.